You're listening to Mixed, Tapes, Feelings, and Drinks. Allie, Nick, and Gabe talk with their friends about songs that are dear to them. We dive into these songs to help add more meaning and overall enjoyment to their listening experience. All, of course, while enjoying delicious mixed drinks. Made by our guest, Sam. Gabe, what are you drinking? Hold on. Gabe and Allie, what are you drinking? What is this called? We're drinking Godfather. Yes. yes. We're drinking Godfather's. And it's uh, whiskey, bourbon, and... That's it. Ice. Ice. Equal no, parts. Um, <laughs> amaretto. Oh, I'm sorry. Whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Shake it, not stirred. <laughs> Just whiskey and bourbon. Straight bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. We'll yes. go into that more with our guest because he made them. But I wanted to share a song with you guys. It just came out, I believe, last week. It is Willow's new album titled Lately I Feel Everything, and the song is Naive. Gabe, have you heard this song? Yeah, this is, I really like this one. <laughs> There's something I love about this whole album in general, mm-hmm. and it kind of enhanced it more when I found out she's only 18 years old, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. How? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, ridiculous. She co-produced this album, really? too. Really? Yeah, because I, yeah. I was like listening to it, and I was like, who produced this? Because... It sounds real, like the whole album sounds really good. Yeah. Like, who produced it? And it's like her and her boyfriend, but I listened to It's the to second her... album they've done together, too. Yeah. Wow. But I listened to her boyfriend's stuff, and yeah. I feel like it's, it's mostly all her. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, she's very talented. I try to compare this. I know you shouldn't compare, but I try to compare with another 18-year-old that's kind of in the spotlight right now, uh, Olivia... Rod- Rodrigo? Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabe, I know you said she's got some bangers. <laughs> hey, I'm not too proud. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm not. I'm not shaming you. I just need you to show me those bangers because I just listened to her top song on Spotify. Yeah, like a lot. I listened to it a lot, and um, you hate it. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. I started to like it, and then I went back to Willow, and I was just like, Ugh, you can't do that. I you can't, can't do that. So much. It's just another level. But it was like me comparing two people at the same age, and I was like, maybe I guess there's a experience there because Willow, you know, her family is talented. I think it's just yeah. for different people, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Rodrigo is like. Uh, 
it's like the next generation of Taylor Swift songs. Yes. It's like mm. angsty, you know. Poppy. A woman scorned kind of song. And she she didn't, at least for the top song that she has, she didn't commit to that sound either. What, what's the, what, what are you listening uh, to? Good For You. Oh, I, I do like that one though. Because it's like, can just we? Like, can I play it really quick and we can talk about it? <laughs> sure. Before we do that, uh, let's introduce our guest. Uh, Sam Brown is here <laughs> to talk about his favorite songs. And then before we talk about Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, guys. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Thank you for coming on. You made these drinks, which are the Godfather. Yeah. They will sneak up on you, so be careful. Oh, man. That's yeah. good, though. I like that. I mean, they, they are a liqueur and an alcohol mixed together, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> real yeah, it's sipping just, drink. It's just straight booze. Uh, and to be honest, it's just out of sheer laziness that that's my favorite cocktail, because <laughs> I literally can just put it into a shaker, shake yeah. it vigorously, and pour it straight back out. Yeah, It's good, though. It's I've never really had good. Amaretto. Oh, I haven't either. Desirano is so good. So good. Little mm. almond, almond-based almond. liqueur. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Okay. When did you first have this? I first <laughs> okay. I first had this um, uh, at a on a rooftop uh, bar in the middle of Trafalgar Square. Uh, it was a Hilton rooftop bar, and we. I was at work, and I was with a, with a boss of mine, and um, he had told me about these drinks, and and he's like, forget all of the the fancy cocktails that they have, and he just went up and ordered this super sort of basic cocktail, and. I didn't end up getting home that night, so I <laughs> <coughs> uh, used to yeah. have a taste for the them. Yeah, missed the really train. Snuck up on you. Yeah, they did. They night. really did. And uh, yeah, it just ended up having to stay in hotel in London because <laughs> <laughs> that's the tr- responsible. The last train was definitely missed back home. <laughs> yeah, my parents' um, drink of choice is a rusty nail, which is uh, whiskey and drambouille. Oh, lovely. So, it's kind of like same, a different flavor profile, but same kind of feel for me. Just like a really good sipping, sipping liquor drink. Yeah, and it's sweet. It's sweet. It's uh, that's what I like about it. Having that little, like, it takes the edge off of the, the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gentleman's Jack in there right now, and then Disarano Amaretto. Um, but it's it's just it's kind of smooth considering it's straight boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I drank a lot of it already. <laughs> Did you like that Willow song? I, I did, and to be honest, it really surprised me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not what you expect. Are you familiar? Huh? Do you know you know who Willow? Yeah, is? I know yeah, Willow okay. Smith. And to be honest, I used to absolutely love that whip my hair back and forth. Like oh, it's yes. just such a mm-hmm. filthy, dirty pleasure of mine. But <laughs> song is great. It is. I whip my hair back and forth. Yeah, but um. It's come get, a long way since then. She has. And <laughs> yeah. to be honest, both of those kids, both of those kids, I mean, you can you can kind of see what happens when you have two creatives as parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And a liberal creative parents who just say, the world is your canvas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, 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 they can do everything. They do music, mm-hmm. they do fashion, they do acting. It's great. I've been uh, following her since the, like, 2015 when her like Artipithecus album came out, which is the one that has the wait a minute song. Mm, Um, and like I followed her on Instagram and I was like, this is a child. 
Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like she hadn't I'm started, <laughs> she hadn't started playing guitar yet. And then like shortly after I started following her, she got her first guitar. And so seeing her go, like she like taught herself how to play guitar <laughs> and gross. like seeing her go Come from on. that to like where she's at now, like just producing like a whole rock album and playing her own guitar and i was like this is insane it's very sharon vanette (laughs) oh i I was very surprised by that it was like lyrically the sound i was that was good i've now just got a new album to go home and listen to oh it's very good it's all really good like it's and she has like different different sounds like it kind of stays in rock but Mm -hmm. it's kind of all over the place too it's but it's consistent yeah and my main point with that whole new album is that it stays consistent. And I tried listening to Olivia Rodrigo. And let me just play Good For You. If that's mm-hmm. okay. and, and you've listened to this whole song. Me? Yeah. Gabe. Okay. Why? I'm not saying. Listen. That you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you She really helped Now you can be a better man For your brand new girl Well good for you You look happy and healthy Not me If you ever cared to ask Good for you You're doing great I'll do without me Baby God always did I do that I lost my body Don't spend the night Crying on the floor Of my bedroom But you saw what affected I really don't get it I guess good for you Good for you I guess you're getting Everything you want Okay Here's the thing. I have a love-hate relationship with this song. Yeah, you should. <laughs> this, because that chorus is so catchy. Yeah. And then it cuts the back to like a... Just drops week, yeah. It cuts to like a Billie Eilish song where it's like just bass. Mm, and then yeah. it kicks back, kicks back into guitar. And... Yeah, it needs to keep, keep one of those energies. Spoken like a couple of kids who grew up listening to emo. <laughs> hey. Not me. <laughs> Not Nick. Yeah, no. That's that's very clearly the product of over commercialization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. put together a bullet point and said, we need this. We need it to sound like this, and that's going to be a hit. But for we're going to make the next misery business, and but this for is it. <laughs> Disney teen music. It's pretty good. I don't I don't turn my nose up to it because like. Uh, I remember Conan O'Brien made this point of like someone pitched and I, or oh my God, it's Conan O'Brien telling a story, which is ridiculous. But like he was, he said something about how uh, Johnny Carson was like making fun of the Beatles, but like look at the Beatles now type of thing. But like back in the day, the Beatles were kind of just like this popular band that everyone made fun of. Yeah. But like they're on the wrong side of history at this point because the Beatles have just become this icon. So that's why I don't want to like make fun of people like Olivia Rodrigo I think because every generation needs to have like this kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They, they shouldn't and just it, like stay listening to this kind of music, but every generation needs yeah. this kind of music. Yeah, I mean pop pop is transcendent, right? So this is just pop. This is the newest version of pop that like uh this next generation coming up is going to be getting used to. Mm-hmm. 
it's still fun. It is. It's fun. But like, it's not to be compared it's to no Willow's Willow. album, <laughs> because Willow's album. That's is my. That's on me though. That's not art. on Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> but uh, I watched this video of this like it looked like a twelve year old girl, and she was bawling screaming the lyrics to this song <laughs> and i was like this is for her yeah this well, song like, is for her that's like Susie may's episode where it's like one of her songs was avril lavigne yeah oh, and yeah. it's like <laughs> hey avril lavigne is on willow's new album yeah, it all comes full yeah. circle like yeah so uh, kids need kids need this kind of music so this mm-hmm. like really on the nose like syrupy like sad stuff speaking of avril lavigne have you guys heard that rumor that she was replaced by like a clone yeah Here's the thing. We need to start talking about <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I, to be honest, I love conspiracy theories, <laughs> especially ones of clones walking yeah. around, it, of, of the most random people in pop culture. Yeah, I mean like, the real Avril Lavigne <laughs> died, and they replaced her with a clone. So was Chad Kroger responsible? I don't know who that is. <laughs> As an American, what the lead singer of Nickelback? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Of course his name is Chad. What? Oh, of course yeah. it is, yeah. But isn't he Canadian? Is he? Probably. Let's say he is. He doesn't sound Canadian. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Google it. We're just going to go with he's Canadian. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. Sam. In, in the media, right? He's a Canadian the, making like the most American music most possible. Most American music possible. And what's crazy is that there was in the peak of celebrity, that poor man at least three times in a row got ugliest man in rock. I mean, oh, how no. can that be a thing? How, is how, that true? How, how, how cruel so. is that? How cruel is that that they bring that? No, Have I think they he's seen Steven handsome. Tyler? He's got that, <laughs> oh, he's got that like ramen noodle kind of hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't hate That's on That's not his fault. That was the time. Yeah. That was the time. Surfer dude. It was point break for sure. You know, I'm looking at it. A picture of him and he looks like a normal guy yeah he's not ugly right and yet somehow the celebrity culture just said oh we're gonna make sure he knows that what a bummer we're gonna make sure that that man him. absolutely hates himself. you had a previous guest <laughs> who loved nickelback who was that it's really funny you said that gabe because it was uh blake keys and shout out to blake keys the lover of nickelback <laughs> <laughs> nickelback's biggest fan Nickelback's biggest There's more fan. people out there than you think that yeah. absolutely love oh, Nickelback, yeah, but are money. so terrified to announce it. <laughs> <laughs> out of fear of rejection. But if Nickelback toured again? What was that one? This is how. This is how. You, you remember what I It's not like you to say sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Isn't there also That's just rough. like sound effects in that song? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like uh, yeah, like yeah. he doesn't actually say words; he's just like vocalizing with with a little mix of that like Anastasia, like Christine Aguilera yeah. kind of like the vibrato. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is almost the whitest white boy song, but the whitest Wait white boy song is "Trapped," "Headstrong." I don't Trapped know what you're talking about. Headstrong. This is just the whitest of angry white boy songs. Okay. And we've probably heard this song. We just don't know what it's called. Yeah, you've heard it. Okay. Uh, you heard it, Sam? <laughs> I can't actually recall it right now. And I was going to play it. Is it T-R-A-P-T? <laughs> yeah. T-R-A-P-T. Trapped. <laughs> Got it. All right. Trapped in suburbia. Oh, yeah. Trapped in
Angst. That's just the uh, oh, the sound is just. This is my people. I'm gonna put this on my boxing playlist. Well, now I have to ask. You box? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you on. I know you're wrong. That, sir, is how you end up in jail. Pretty sure this is like a, like a, an anthem for Proud Boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's enough of that. You know what's really funny is that that song. Did they play that song? During. Let me get my thought out first before I start asking questions. We went to the Renaissance Fair and they had. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad that's where you went because you segued to that from Proud Boys. I thought you were about to say we went to this we Proud Boys event. <laughs> it was a fun rally. I don't know what it was for. They played this song. It was great. <laughs> the people were very nice to me. <laughs> they didn't really pay attention to Nick. And we the evening entertainment. They had a fire dancing troupe and they played. Music just like that. Like, what? I want, I don't remember what the song was that they opened with, but it was all it was, uh, music like that. Yeah. It was Angry disturbed. White Boy music. Oh, it was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Disturbed. Yeah. My introduction. Oh, the music was not Ren Fair inspired at <laughs> no, all. No, 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 no. At all. Wow. Maybe, maybe they watched that Mary Antoinette movie with, um, Kirsten Dunst and thought I love that, 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 that was Sophia the soundtrack. Yeah. Cold yeah. Movie. Guys, we can finally have a Ren Fair with yeah. Disturbed. It was very like... we converses. Um, the it Coppola's was like... opened up the doors for us. <laughs> <laughs> they walked so we could run. <laughs> they, what is this genre called? Angry white boy music. Okay, yeah. So they... It was just angry white boy themed, I guess, but they, their outfits were <laughs> the all like kind was. of... They're like kind of a Mad Max vibe, sort of. Because they're breathing fire. There was breathing fire. There was spinning fire. And there was a lot of that music that just makes me think of like a a musty, farty teenage boy's room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I know that smell. Exactly. (laughs) I remember that. I definitely went back there after listening to that. My introduction to Disturbed was from the original Transformers soundtrack. Ah. I think it was used or something on. Yeah. Yes, is it? Uh In all of my teenage angst. (laughs) All right. I guess we should probably... Can we listen to good music? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Let's let's, let's get into... I'm assuming, Sam, Sam that you listen to good music. That that is a really big <laughs> assumption. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, there's a. Otherwise, this podcast is going to suck. This episode. <laughs> we had a uh, Susie. I think it was Susie on. She asked if uh, any of us had gone to a dance party during COVID, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, we went to one, and it was yours." The uh, yes, yeah, so onla- you're looking at me like you're you don't know. <laughs> Your online dance party? Oh, oh okay. He had so many yes. That night. He does not <laughs> no, I was that worried. Party. I was like, we need, we might need to edit I know, this I was out. Like, <laughs> I don't remember breaking COVID protocol, but I, I remember now. Yeah, we did a. That was a different world back then. When oh, we you did. had you have a, had a foam pit and everything. Everybody was just like in the foam pit. And yeah, 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 yeah. Maskless. I understand you forgetting though, because there was a person that asked me, "When are you going to do a trivia night again?" Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we used to do them all the time last year. I was like, no, we didn't. 
And they were like, yeah, your movie trivia night you did on Zoom. Like, oh, that didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. And uh, it's... Yeah. it's uh, Nothing actually that happened That was a different time. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a whole different time when I had the mental resources to be able to yeah. dedicate to planning yeah. something like that. It was a release, that that Zoom dance party specifically for me. I was going ham that party. I was so much fun. <laughs> so was I. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, was I completely forgot about it. But I yeah. was like trying to sleep because I still had to work at that time. But I was and furloughed. Nick, like he was in our bedroom and his iPad was set up in the closet <laughs> and he was just like dancing so hard in front of the closet and I was like and you couldn't hear you, anything can you turn the lights off like I'm trying to sleep I don't know why I did it there I could have gone into our other room Yeah, you could. I was like no I need my wife with me we, we saw some great scenes on that thing actually I remember um, there was Zach from Seattle way yeah, he was tinkering he was yeah. like putting oh, yeah, his bike that, together yeah. That was great. There was a mum and son who evidently had just like come back from like some sort of study or something and were just like <laughs> breaking loose in their office. Ooh. It was great. It was that fantastic. I liked the people that were setting up their own lights yeah. to add to the ambiance. Yeah, we, should, yeah, we should definitely do cool. another one of those. Yeah, that'd be that awesome. That was good fun. I wish I wish that I'd had the energy to join in because it did look fun, but I was like, mm. guys, I got to get up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> But Gabe closed that party out with dub music, and that was also very fun. It yes, was very it chill, is what you needed. Yeah, I just want everybody to be able to like pass just, like, out. Swaying. I laid down and listened loud. to the music. Oh. Yeah, that's honestly. what I want. I want everybody to like lay down and just chill out. I don't know if you remember, but we had a um, we had a projector, and so cool. we put, <laughs> we put like a, this three-hour kaleidoscope loop ah. on when Gabe starts DJing. Oh. So we had dub music going with this kaleidoscope mirage happening all over the walls, <laughs> and it was a vibe, <laughs> to say oh, the man. least. <laughs> so uh. if you were like three drinks or three gummies in... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I was falling asleep to it. It was mm-hmm. it was a good vibe, for That's, sure. That was the, the goal. Oh, yeah, you might have actually just made me want to do another one of those now, actually. Yeah, I think we have to. That'd be good. That'd be cool. But, Sam, let's get into your first pick. This was really difficult to think about tracks that um, are, like, worth talking about or actually, like, have some sort of purchase in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the first one's probably going to be super left field, but it's honestly one of my favorite sort of uh memories like as a kid growing up and it was actually sort of like the first time that i just like understood how you construct music so it's uh it's it's from the 70s it's it's, yeah early 70s uh it's by mike oldfield and you might have heard the beginning of one of the songs and i'm definitely not going to ask you to play the whole thing because the whole thing is 27 minutes long Let's do it. Game. Add it to your sleep playlist. <laughs> um, you definitely don't want to put this in your sleep playlist. Uh, <laughs> because the first sort of five, ten minutes of this track, Tubular Bells Part 1, uh, was the theme tune to The Exorcist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. which, which is what everyone thinks it's famous for. But um, if you want to oh, skip, yeah. right? <laughs> this is a bit lull. This is a bit larry, right? It's a bit intimidating. But actually... The reason why I fell in love with this song is actually from 
I think it's like 16 minutes on. If you want to skip to 16 minutes. Oh, I love, I love like full side tracks. Like this is yeah. a whole side of an album. This song definitely has, in that 25 minutes, it probably goes to about six different worlds. So who, where'd you hear this? My earliest memory of this song is my dad coming and waking me up in the middle of the night and and bringing me downstairs. This is it. So uh, he woke me up, brought me downstairs, uh, pitch black in the living room, and he just turned all the lights off in the living room and he, and he said, listen to this song. And from this moment onwards, and I just I was I was about seven or eight, and it was the first time that I like realised how you layer music. And in fact, he's the first artist to ever do it. Um, he did all of this all himself. Here, oh, this wow. is the bit. This makes up the base of the song, the foundation of it. And then progressively, he adds on over 275 overdubs. Oh my gosh. Uh, all of different instruments. That is insane. And uh, what is this background? What the the bass line. Oh, you hear that buzz? Yeah. Uh, that's a, an old uh, reed organ. Oh, okay. And, and that's, this is what's crazy about it, right? So this song builds and builds and builds. This is pretty much makes up the foundation. But he introduces instruments, actually verbally introduces instruments. <laughs> what? So you start to, like, identify these sounds. You can hear that. Just added another little one right there. So um, this was this was the first time in my head as a kid that I realised that music was, as an individual, you could just compose music, yeah, over, layer over layer over layer, and you didn't need to like do lyrics. You didn't. This was the first sort of instrumental music that that really sort of felt within my grasp, right? Not just classical music. And it's all deconstructed for you, and then built back. Yeah. Because, like, from up to eight years old, all I'd heard was music on the radio, or, or you watch it on the TV, or you see it on top of the pops, or in, a, in an album, right? You see the, the final total yeah. kind of article, and you, you see a band playing that. Especially back then, right? Like, so that's, that's got to be like, like mid 90s when I, I was about, mm -hmm. like, early 90s when I was about five or six, like maybe even seven. 
And the technology to like do this kind of stuff was two massive rooms, right? You had to have all the instruments, you had to have all of the recording equipment and everything. So yeah. you couldn't, this was really unique. And when it first came out, right? It didn't come out in the 90s, it came out uh, in the 70s. In fact, this was the first record on Richard Branson's music label, which was his first business. Oh, really? Which two weeks ago, grand he just piano. went into space. Did you hear that? Did you hear that grand piano? <laughs> and then there's this melody, this overlaid melody. And the piano's come in now, he's introduced it, he sticks it, and so the piano's here now for the end of the song. And after he's done this sort of go through of, of the melody, it then changes. to have influenced so many I, I feel like I hear so many bands in this what year was this? so this came out uh, in 90, so 1973 1973 it was his first album that he released and yeah Richard Branson uh, signed him on Virgin Records it was that name sounded familiar I was trying to figure out who Richard Branson is he's the Virgin yeah, Virgin, yeah, Virgin. Guy, yeah. So Virgin Group, it just grew from his record label. In England, we had like Virgin Music Stores. We had uh, like you could. There was a, a radio station. There was a TV station. Like everything Virgin, and then airlines. And now he's, you know, he just went into space like two weeks ago. <laughs> cool. He All he had to space. do was sign Michael. Yeah, so th this this song really um, this was this was sort of like the first time that I decided, yeah, I want to start doing music like this. Two I want to start distorted guitars. putting stuff together. <laughs> Good, I like that intro. And then this all culminates to tubular bells finally coming in in the last like thirty seconds. I I need to know what tubular bells are. It's on yeah, the skips, cover. You can skip forward to two minutes if you want. No. Those tubular bells? Is that what it actually looks like? Mandolin. <gasps> mandolin. Mandolin. That's like electric mandolin. <laughs> so it's, it's, I wonder how... Have you ever like looked up who was cited this as an influence? I feel like I hear... like Everyone. I feel like I hear Kraftwerk in this, Brian Eno. I mean, he, he legitimately was the first sort of multi-instrument... Uh, recording artist to do everything himself and to multi-track yeah but the repetition too yeah. like just the the guts to just let something play for this long <laughs> it just keeps going it's great yeah, they didn't do this before this no they didn't this was a very sort of 70s genre to self-indulge yeah. in that here they are yeah. Ooh, I like that Choir coming in the background. It was eclectic. It was a, it was a very eclectic song from start to finish. Not yeah. to, don't forget, <laughs> The Exorcist is at the beginning of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he still is he still alive? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's I think so. Well, the family's still getting that Exorcist money, right? Yes, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Prince, I mean, Prince himself was also in, like, inspired by Mike Oldfield. Yeah. There, there was an interview that he did uh, in the mid-80s, I think, where he spoke about this idea of control over an album, control over your own sound and control over the instruments. And mm -hmm. that first album that Prince released was just exactly the same as this. He, he, he took all the instruments, he took all of the production, and the rest is history, I guess. I've always thought that it's, it's very helpful to see artists' workspaces, um, like where they make stuff, because it makes it more accessible. It makes you be like, oh, they created that just in like their shed. You know, you see the finished product, but to see how an artist, where an artist made something, not how, but where he made it, just like, oh, that's it? I can do that. This is like the audio version of that. It's yep. just like, this is how you do it. This is where I did this. It's great. A soft little finish. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not necessarily a song that, like, you know, you listen to, like, I listen to all the time. Yeah. By no means, but it definitely, this, this was a moment, this was a musical moment for me as a kid mm -hmm. and, and recognizing what it meant to produce something like this. How old were you? Uh, yeah, I must have been like like five or six. When, wow. Because I, I remember the house that we were in and I remember the evening, actually. We had these, these family friends, they left. We used to have these chocolates that you would have for dinner parties. And the first thing that you would do the next morning when your parents had finished the dinner party the night before, you'd run downstairs and see if there was any <laughs> left in them. And they, they would like, after eight minutes. Do you have after eight here? After eight sounds minutes. familiar. Mm, Just tiny little so. wafer thin mints in uh, yeah, <laughs> in like black Andy's? sleeves. Andy's? Yeah, a little bit like Andy's, but super super thin. Mm. In these little black sleeves, so you open up the box, there's just like a hundred black ah, sleeves. You would have to like find yes. which one was, exactly was still had one out. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wafer thin. Yeah. Wafer thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, I, I remember coming downstairs, and and it was pitch black in the living room, and <laughs> I saw the box of after eights, and the gits had eaten all of them. So <laughs> the music was the next best thing. <laughs> oh man, can you have you like talked to your dad about this? Uh, he is very aware of like the contribution that he made to my life with music. Was he aware at the time? Like, cause I'm like, how would you know that? Yeah, I mean, I picture that with like me and my kids. They'd be like, "Hey, listen to this, listen to this," and they're listening, and and then I would probably just forget like that I did that, and then later down the road, it's like some huge contribution to your kids' like it's, musical life. If you take the time to show how important it is to you. I mean, I shared that song on our, our episode about my dad, mm -hmm. and it, I only remember that song from when I was a kid because he told me what that song was about. Like, so he, I feel had a, like he had a thing about it. Yeah, my dad doesn't show me anything. He never showed me anything. So mm -hmm. that, was, that was a big thing for me personally. So I think if... Yeah, tell Sam what... <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> Tell Sam what it was. It was uh Oh, it was uh an Eric, Eric Clapton, Clapton song. Nice. About uh Yeah. But wasn't it like to the Chamorro version? You know, I asked him and he said tears, no, it was the Eric Clapton. Oh really? Tears in Heaven, that's what it was. Yeah, the most depressing song in the world. Oh. <sighs> yeah, so his dad was like, Hey, oh. hey, listen to this and this is what it's about. <laughs> yeah. And he told me what it was about. <laughs> great song. That will and he, stick and with he would song. yeah, he would sing that song a lot. So, did it, what was the reason for it meaning so much to him? I have no I idea. I think he just he one loved the song and two just loved 
well, I don't know. It was just, I think it just touched him because it was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was like, hey, you're, you're five years old. You'll (laughs) (laughs) ready to get sad for you. This is going to set the tone for the rest of your life. (laughs) If you guys don't know what that song is about, go ahead and listen to our family episode of the podcast (laughs) to find out because we talk about it and it's real sad. (laughs) Pretty dark. (laughs) It's pretty dark. I love that. Insightful, personal podcasting. That's great. That's that's what it's all about. (laughs) Yeah, that was like the only song, though, that I have with my dad. Because he doesn't like to share. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're starting a new trend, right? Yeah. And and honestly, I think... um, you, you know, you are you're doing a music podcast, right? Yes. And I think uh, even if it was just that one moment, like it was for me for this song, um, it it does something. It definitely mm-hmm. does something when mm-hmm. when someone really sort of sits you down and says this means something, and then you're trying to you sit there with your like your eyes slightly squinted and your head slightly turned, trying to understand what why someone's is saying this is so important and and the emotion it's trying to get across you might not even have the foggiest clue about what this what it's trying to say or or the emotion it's trying to invoke but when you watch someone else be touched by it you start to learn that that is that's that's something right that that music can do that to someone and i wanted to do that to me Mm -hmm. that's that's basically what that night was as well yeah that's great yeah that's what i was gonna say i think mate the like two scenarios made an impact on you because the the person showing them to you did some prep work like they were like okay you need to listen to this and this is why or like with in your case your dad was like okay we're gonna get the atmosphere right and you just like sit there and you just take (laughs) it and you absorb this your dad did that with you right what shared music with you but do you have any kind of attachment to songs because of it yeah but i don't know what they were because i have no idea like where he was finding this stuff See, he would just like when, <laughs> our dad's just overshared so yeah like, constantly <laughs> playing stuff is like come on dad. i mean it was really like there was one specifically that i remember because my dad and i when i was like a teenager i was up really late and my dad also stayed up really late so sometimes i would just like come out of my room at one in the morning and be like hey what are you doing and he'd be like i'm watching youtube videos of this random festival from like the late 60s and this band is using a synthesizer in their music for the first time come watch it and i was like okay wow that's really cool and i don't know who the band was and Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about it except that he was like you like electronic music come look at this (laughs) and i was like okay Yeah. Uh, just a dad trying to connect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would get we in like a dad trying to connect. There was that, but like it was preceded by like many, many arguments that we would also have at one AM about whether or not electronic music was real music. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so and then he showed me that and I was like, I guess this is a middle ground. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kinda wanna get another drink. Yeah, let's get another yeah. drink. Can we go make you one? Sam, let's get into your second pick. Oh, my second pick. Okay. Um, so I think for my second one... Uh, yeah, my second one was from a genre that, that was like the first... My first sort of personal ownership and relationship of music, right? Like you grow up as kids listening to the music of your parents yeah. and... and 
especially sort of like through the 90s, just listening to what was on the radio. You know, we don't have Spotify and all of that stuff now. And uh, in the early 90s, um, out of Bristol, UK, a new genre of music came through, which you all know now, which is trip hop, right? So trip hop came out early 90s uh, from a little town or a little city in uh, Western UK uh, called Bristol. And it just it changed the music industry like you now once you hear the song and and you sort of see the influences you'll just be like oh yeah okay this artist has come from it so um it's from a band a very well-known band a massive attack ah yes and uh the song is a dissolved girl um just an outrageous an outrageously uh sexy aggressive but smooth so It really does. This um, this song is by far the most sexiest, dramatic, <laughs> funky, and brutal track that they ever, well, at least in my opinion, that they ever really put together. Mm. And it just keeps going. It just keeps building and and up in the ante, as it were. Fun fact about this track is this is technically in the Matrix. Really? Oh, really? Is it the rave scene? It's not the rave scene, so it's it's not on the soundtrack. But when Neo is asleep and he gets a knock at the door from the White Rabbit, this is in his headphones. Oh yeah! This is playing in his headphones. And this is that crescendo, that sort of build up to something completely else. Mm. I love this kind of. I didn't. I didn't know that it was called trip hop, but it's kind of like, in my mind, this is like goth techno. <laughs> So, trip hop 
you know, like it, it was it, it was born out of Bristol, but um, it, it just took on a, a life of its own. Right? This is this is coming off the back of like a lot of sort of improvements in technology during the 80s of being able to self-record and, and, and create beats as it were. But then like during this decade, this period of, of that 90s, you have people like Tricky, this is really uh, good. DJ Shadow, oh, yeah. uh, Hooverphonic, like all, all of those sort of bands like took samples of this. I mean, even Public Enemy sampled Massive Attack. They really just sort of paved the way for doing this sort of mix match of electronic music and well anything really it, it, it's its roots come from jazz from psych from psychedelic music from funky music from rock and mm -hmm. it just kind of put it all in this one package that just let you just nod your head along to it and all those beats like that entire dj shadow album that, that came out during the sort of peak trip hop days it just sort of laid, made the blueprint for everyone else to go and start creating electronic music themselves. I really need to go through just like a trip hop phase. I think yeah, I was just a deep dive. I am loving this. <laughs> this is this is like this is this. How do I not know this song? <laughs> like this is my. Allison is a big Grimes fan God. too, so like yeah. I, I hear like I need to write this influences down. there. Yeah, so so Grimes, FKA Twigs, like all of those have this sort of this rooted, and, and Billie Eilish, to be honest, right? There's, yeah. there's, a, there's this sort of foundation that they've built on, which is based in trip hop, right? Yeah. That, that's taken these elements of these sort of slow beats um, mixed with these just sort of spatial kind of synths, and it's just. I, I went through a massive phase of trip hop. I, I left England. I, I moved to France for two years and uh, was a bit of a loner for, for two or three years and got completely addicted to, um, to to trip hop. Trip hop was massive in France. They really like yeah. took it on. You know how like sometimes every now and then like a real foreign genre like takes off in another country and you have no <laughs> idea why. Well, that was that was happening in France for sure. And uh, I just used to. Use the. I had a small little job that gave me a hundred euros a week, and I would uh, go to the music shop and just buy the very next album that I could find in the trip hop section. And uh, you've probably heard of like Portishead. Oh yeah. yeah. That. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so they're they're all the same sort of this same group like Morchiba, all mm. of those. They're they're. It, it was a phenomenal genre boom during the 90s and it was a nice sort of reprieve for for sort of the, the rock and and Brit pop that was kind of coming through yeah. out of England. I know when you're Man, saying I've like I've really been sleeping on this. <laughs> yeah, I need to take a dive on this. Dang. How old were you during that time? Uh, so when I when I first started listening to Massive Attack, I was probably about I was probably about th like 12, 13. Oh, wow. And okay. then um and then it, like I had a couple of albums on on tape and then once I got my first job at 16, that's when I started like and, and I was in I I moved to France when I was about 16, 17. Okay. And uh, Portishead were definitely they they were my next stage. Once I once I this was my discovery, Massive Attack, and then it kind of moved into Portishead, which was a lot more depressing, <laughs> uh, but equally as rewarding, right? And yeah. and equally as as uh, mirroring as I was like kind of experiencing as an angsty 
Yeah. 18-year-old. More depressing is better for like 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'd just given up on uh, like someone I thought I was going to get married to since I was like two years old. And uh, it was like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sit in my bedroom and listen to music. I'm going to move to France. That's good. Yeah. And get really into trip hop. And listen to to songs (laughs) called Numb. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. This is exactly how I feel. (laughs) And and Numb is a phenomenal song. Like, Numb almost made it onto this list, but sometimes... Sometimes it can just be a little bit of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we'll go there. You know, yeah, we yeah. can get real low. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a Holland, the ex, the ex host, was telling me about James Blake's new album. <sighs> and uh, she was like, you got to listen to it. And this is when I just like started listening to Willow's new album because I texted her and I was like, you got to listen to this. She's like, you got to listen to James Blake. And I was like, listen, is it sad? And she said, why? And I said, because I can't go there right now. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> Is, you've listened it's, to it? No, I haven't listened to it yet. But he literally just posted today oh, about how he, he, on Instagram, he posted um, a picture of himself, like, hiding under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and he, the caption was, like, he just released a new song from the album, and people are responding really well to it. But he's having, like so much anxiety because the song is about losing one of his friends and he didn't realize <laughs> how how much it would affect him sharing that part of his life and so Oof, it's you know take that with the greatest salt but it's probably a sad song i haven't listened yeah. to it yet so so that song is his pinnacle that really? hit the album that is no. just about to come out no, that he's how, about to how release. How does he get that much better, though? Yeah, That's no. the thing, is that you'll hear it and you will say to yourself... So I've been following James Blake since he was playing in clubs, right? So he, oh, wow. he was super hard tech DJ. Yeah. Really? Only doing remixes and like hardcore conceptual like hmm. tech house. And then he started dabbling. Someone told him to start singing and... and he He's never looked back, got right? Like the voice of a freaking angel. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then he releases those two songs from this upcoming album, and you're just like, you can tell that that is what he has been working to oh, man. his entire oh, career. Like that's this like, album's going to be his Sistine Chapel for sure. We have, have to, to like, get his I album. I have to like gird myself. To gird your loins with your tankard and <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, sister. <laughs> Yeah, the, the track he just released is called Life Is Not The Same. And mm. it, it, it's just got everything. It's It's got that retrograde kind of feel to oh, it. Oh, wow. But also his, like, um, life round here kind of syncopated kind of beat. It's, it's outrageous. It's it's incredible. When does it come out? I, I actually don't know when it comes out, but oh. we um we booked tickets to the Hollywood Bowl, Bowl, Bowl yes. performance in L.A., uh, thinking I was gonna that say, is he touring? Because he's coming to Washington. Yeah, too. he's when? he's coming to Seattle. Yeah, twenty fourth, I think. Yeah, twenty fourth oh, yeah. of September. Oh no, everyone's coming in September. I, I know. think we're going to a show. We're going to two shows that same week. Yeah, we I think that day. Unfortunately, it's James um, Blake. You, yeah. you, you will act accordingly. You we book those no, tickets. <laughs> we're gonna go see Willow. Oh wow! <laughs> and we're, I the think same day? on the twenty fourth, we might be seeing Japanese Breakfast. No, the the twenty sixth is Japanese. Oh, so breakfast. we can make James Blake because yeah. the twenty sixth is our anniversary. We can see three yeah, concerts in a week. You've we're, seen her, you, right? Listen, you guys don't have You're kids. thirty. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Do we've it. We've already seen. We are going ham with concert tickets right now. Good. We're buying way too many. 
Uh, Listen, but we might get COVID that week. <laughs> we, me and Ashley, have been but like will it one be worth it? In five years, I'm going to that concert Do too it. with you guys. I gotta go. I, gotta oh, go I think to we're coming to the. What, what's the Gus Dapperton? Yeah, So we're going to Willow, Gus Dapperton, James, James Blake. Blake, and Japanese Breakfast in the span of two months or no, one <laughs> month. <laughs> it's like one week. <laughs> you, guys just, you guys are just bragging at this point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the, see, this is why we didn't have kids, though. <laughs> no. Enjoy it. Every silver lining. No, yeah. No judgment here. <laughs> They're um, great. They're great. Yeah, the kids are great. But also, you can see four concerts in a week if yeah. you don't have kids. You Gotta can, weigh you those can those see four concerts people. in a week. If you have kids, you just have to go see Baby Shark. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the Wiggles, and the yeah, Wiggles, the yeah. Wiggles. Uh, I saw James Blake back in before we were married. Yeah, I was there, and he had oh, yeah. Who do we go with? Uh, Sam Lim can cry. Oh, I love Sam. I've heard of him. <laughs> I've heard that name. I've heard uh, Ryan. Story here. Ryan, do you know Ryan Lincoln Cry? He's act- Ryan Lincoln Cry is actually the guy who introduced me to James Blake. Oh, okay. He came in with a James Blake album and he said, I just bought this. And I was like, that's a cool looking album. I don't know what that is. And then he went into his room and played it really loud. And I was talking to my friend Sam and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of just like <laughs> leaning in, what trying to listen that? to Ryan's album that he was playing. He He's our... He's our David Bowie. James Blake. Oh, he's our David Bowie. Mm. Interesting. There, there will be there. His albums will continue to gain traction for decades afterwards mm. because yeah, it, it's, no, I can see that. it's it's just it's the most heartfelt, vulnerable song music, song making, and songwriting that I've heard in in decades. But matched with like an unparalleled electronic vibe. Plus, he's classically trained, right? So yeah. all of his, all of his songs are based in piano and and start there. It's it's just gonna keep going. He's he's he is going to be. He's appreciated now, right? He's one of the biggest artists in, touring right now and and releasing stuff. But he will be here for ages, and and we and I cannot wait to introduce my kid. Wake him up at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> take him downstairs without a box of after eights because I've definitely eaten all of them. <laughs> but they gotta be empty. They gotta be empty, so he feels the heartache. <laughs> or my daughter, whatever. We, yeah, trip up. I mean, trip up to trip James up Blake. To That's James a pretty Blake. normal segue right there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna choose "Limit to Your Love" as a as a. As an option, um, uh, so that's a runner-up. That's a runner-up. That's a runner. I you won't believe this, but I well, you probably will because you you understand the pain. I really tried to just pick three songs mm-hmm. and creating a playlist of twenty possible. Oh wow! Yeah. And then trying to narrow that down was brutal. Yeah. Um, but I figured you can't really have an English person on a podcast about music, and he doesn't pick blur (laughs) we're going Britpop like yeah we're going we're going Britpop yeah but Damon Alburn I mean he is um, he is he yeah I don't really know if I'm allowed to say this but yeah he's my idol he really is he is uh, he is one of the uh, the the most incredible musical geniuses of of our generation uh, of our time at least um and uh, Blur was introduced to me by a family member. Um, my uncle's a couple of years older than me, and uh, I used to spend sort of two or three nights at his house, or my grandparents' house, uh, every week. 
they only lived sort of like half a mile away from me so I'd run over there and we'd sit watch movies and play games but it, without fail Blur uh, their um, sort of eponymous album the, the Blur Blur album mm. with song two on it we'd put that on as we were going to bed as we were going to sleep oh, wow. <laughs> we'd put that on and uh, and the first track of that album um, is Beetle Bum and Beetle Bum is a phenomenal song great song but Blur sort of went through that sort of transition throughout Britpop, right? Throughout the '90s, they they were really trying to sort of they were their own sound, but they were also trying to follow a formula. They really were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of there started to be some typical sort of rock and roll stories about them, and and uh, and the dynamics within the band, and and then they came out, and I think it was like 1999, they came out with their album Thirteen. And the lead track from it was tender, and it's it's it is a it's it's a phenomenal song. Um, I don't know who Blur is at all. Really? No. Well, now you're being introduced oh, I'm to about them. About to put my yeah. microphone down. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sing it and everything. Anodized is a different word, but it's probably from the same reason, right? Um, so anodyne, I gotta look it up because I, I found it and it was just like that is a phenomenal word. I need to add into my Dude, I'm, lexicon. I'm in love with this song. It's, mate, <laughs> it's it like keeps going better. Deep. In so love with this. 
anodyne as a noun, it's a noun for painkiller. Hmm. What? Well, how would you even apply that? I guess to the song. So here we go. So um, I was looking up just um, the genesis of the song and and where it came from, and and there's a quote from Alex James, who is the most miserablest bastard you've ever met as a bassist. And he's always the miserable one in the blur in the blur band. But he, he, he said this quote, he was quoted as saying, is, I remember walking into the studio feeling like crap for reasons I won't go into. And hearing the vocal to tender and feeling better again, that's the anodyne quality of some music, assouging your feelings of guilt and horror. Fortunately, we had it nailed early on, and that makes a really big difference when you know you've got an obvious global number one. And it's true, this was a global number one. It was massive in Europe. Um, it didn't reach number one in the UK. That is nuts, because this is <laughs> so good. Right? <laughs> so, do you want to know what song kept this from becoming number one in yes. 1999? Yes, it, it Britney Spears. Oh, ni- oh, yeah. Okay. Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby One I More Time. I was just going to say Hit Me yeah. Baby One More Time. I was literally just Hit thinking Hit Me Baby song. One More Time kept we, this we from chose the top it, spot. Yeah, that sounds like America. Really? In um, the UK? That makes sense. It does. It does yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to you because I. Do you remember where you were when you saw that Britney Spears when you heard that song for the first time? I was a child. That's all I know. I, and I was I like, was, I remember seeing the music video on MTV and yeah. being like, Oh, I feel something. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> never felt that before. Okay, do you remember where you were? No, I. I was never a Britney guy. Mm. It's like whatever. Christina, like unfortunate. Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Over Britney, yeah. Oh. You like those lace-up pants, huh? Well, she just had. Well, she was Latin a slave for him. She so. just had dirty. <laughs> that song, dirty, came yeah. out. That's what that, 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 room. that was the thing. I was I was getting ready for school, primary school, elementary school. Uh, I had just finished putting gel in my hair. Oh, with, yeah. with the curtains. Oh, yeah. Right with the curtains, yes. yeah, like, and I would sit like in Aaron the mirror, Carter. like parting Ex- my curtains, yes. like Aaron Carter. Yeah, yeah. And Wait, Sam, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay. okay. Right, and uh, I was just getting ready to go to school. I'd have my bag on. I remember so vividly. Uh, we were living in a hotel for two weeks. We, my, we we just bought this new house in a different area of England, and uh, we were waiting to move into this house. So we were living in this hotel for two weeks. I remember getting ready for school. Gel in the hair, backpack on the back. I sit down on the TV, and we still had MTV, but we had it streamed. Like TV was MTV. They didn't have like a UK MTV, right? So MTV was MTV. We got the American version oh. with all of the time delay. Oh. So I had Carson Daily, Carson Daily, yeah, on TRL. TRL. Yeah, TRL. Yeah. Uh, I was getting ready to go out the door. I remember so vividly and he just goes ladies and gentlemen this is the world global premiere of Britney Spears down 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 and I was just like oh my days every kid and you turned around and you saw the braids and the schoolgirl outfit and you were like I'm going to school right now yeah I I, so I I get in the car silent drive to get to school silent Every boy, every boy, because oh that was just what you did, right? Everyone, everyone yeah, came, everybody came home from it. school, you watched music videos, you woke up in the morning, yep. you put music videos on. 
and every boy in my class was just like catatonic. <laughs> just <laughs> like they, the world had been changed, the world had been opened up, and Britney Spears, dow, 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 it was just in our head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Blur. Sorry, Damon. There's an alternate reality where Britney Spears like didn't make it out of Tennessee or wherever, and this was the number one. Oh. And kind of, what, what does that world, world look be, like? We'll live in. Well, we would live in a world. Live in that world. Exactly, we would live in a world where you know who Blur is. Yeah, no, yeah. That's true. You that's don't know Coffee and TV. No. God. Song I, number two. I literally you, you said, would you would know a song number two. You said two. Blur, and I was like, "Is that a song? Is that a band?" You know that Wahoo, Wahoo. Oh yeah. Why didn't you pick that song? That's great. Because that was a great song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I, I've, you know, I've really the the main reasons for that for loving that song the way I do is uh, is the ending, which I've just completely butchered over the top. Because we were talking about, about Britney Spears. Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> it's happen. just like what happened in real yeah, life. But but for real, like that that song with with the with the gospel choir with just they recorded it in this massive open studio room, and like after this album, I'm pretty sure it was after this album, Graham Cox who who wrote this song with Damon left the left the band and um i that was right sort of as i was getting into sort of my gig years and uh went to see blur with a broken ankle i was in the mosh pit right in the front with a broken ankle and he he he, damon walks up to the front of the stage and he goes guys this is this is one of our this is this is a song from our last album um graham wrote this so i would love it if you guys could sing the chorus with us because oh, in the gosh. album in, in the in in the single graham's the bit that sings that come on come on come on yeah and uh, so then you just get this entire stadium singing get through it and there's just this there is it's a proper healing anthem you can be in a room and this is the number one song i will put on if i've had a couple of jars Right, I've had a couple of jars. I'm driving home from the pub, and me and my uncle will be driving, like not driving, no drink driving, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. Nope. But leaning out the window, just singing, "Come on, come on, yeah. come on." It's just, it, it's, it's, it's just healing. It is. What was the word we used? What was the word, what was the new word? I, anodyne. 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 Yeah, it's anodyne. very anodyne. I love it. I am going and to be listening. That is <laughs> like. There's there's songs that come out of England that just like I don't know how you guys do it. What are you guys doing? We're miserable. We're miserable. The weather, yeah, the weather, mate. We're very into it. It's worth it. See here, you get (sighs) seasons, right? So you get summer, and and you get to be outside. (laughs) Where we don't really, we get like a couple of days of summer. Everyone goes, oh, this is awesome, and then we have to go back inside and be with our feelings and dreary. Yeah, and and find other ways of escaping. I get it. I've seen This Is England. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate. Have you really seen This Is England? I've seen This Is England. I've seen This Is England 86. (sighs) What's 86? It's the the sequel to the... the, Oh, I've never seen that. This Is England is a great movie. I haven't seen it. Poignant. Oh, man, it's the best. 
It's got um. You haven't been watching Ted Lasso, have you? It's got a lot of scar in it, too. Yeah. No. Oh, Wait, does he do that? He's not in it, but uh, Keeley is in it. The movie basically tells you how, like, it just, like, gives you the full story of how England and Jamaica, like, came together to make, I mean, there's, like, beautiful music that they both loved, and then it just, like, flew off the handles. So, like, <laughs> yeah. skinheads were, like, just like working class kids who love Jamaican music and just were like pretty harmless. And then all of a sudden there were Nazis. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was um, someone got a couple of pages stuck in the cookbook on that one and, and did two different recipes and it didn't yeah. come out well. It was a very, very abrupt uh, change so th- there. So this is England is about neo-Nazis. Yeah. It's yeah. about how okay. the, like, Young kids just got co-opted by politics and stuff at the time and just got radicalized, basically. Sounds like it's a movie just, that is right up my alley. It's also yeah. very poignant for right now. It's, it's, it's exactly what is happening in mm-hmm. America right now. Uh-huh. It's, it's basically Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. Right? But with better music? Uh, I don't actually yeah. notice the music. shoes? Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so that was the, the that boys aren't ruining it. an iconic. Yeah, yeah, that that was the hallmark of their image. They had uh, Doc Martens, rolled up jeans, uh, like sort of white t-shirts and skinheads. That oh. that was them. And, I love and that style. They were all from these <laughs> yeah. particular areas and cities that just were very sort of working class. And every they were everywhere. There was it was it was a whole full on movement, and a lot of kids very anti sort of Falkland Wars and, and all of that. So there was like legitimate angst and, and legitimate reason to, to sort of start going that way. And then all of a sudden it, it became this, this massive nationalistic movement and just became even more sort of racist and it was it was a definitely a dark time in England. Yeah. yeah. So Damien, how many projects has he had? A lot. A He's lot. Got- Obviously, yeah. gorillas. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the queen, which is like huge Wait, for me. Hold on. Lead singer of the Blur. The lead singer of the Blur is yes responsible for the. For he's the, the lead singer of Gorillas. He is the he's the mastermind behind Gorillas and I like uh, gorillas. again another another band that have sort of album after album have just improved. Yeah. I have ever just kept working towards the pinnacle of Gorillas. Mm-hmm. That last album that they did, that Song Machine. Album part top, part two, I think, was the, the most recent one that just came out. They do a song with Elton John. I yeah. haven't listened to that. I didn't even oh, know it existed. Yeah, I, know. I feel like I'm you so You know who mind. else did a song with Elton John? Dua Lipa. Oh, what? <laughs> Dua Lipa did? Yeah, Dua Lipa really? just released oh, really? it. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. He's having, he's it's having not... like a resurgence then. You know is, where yeah. Elton John was on the soundtrack of Gnomes, Sherlock Gnomes, to be precise. <laughs> He got in on that Gnomes franchise. Listen, uh, Elton, (laughs) what are you doing out there? Like Gnomes, Gnomeo and Juliet. Tell me you have kids without telling me you have kids. (laughs) Oh, good. My favorite song is Elton John from Gnome, Sherlock Gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, you'll be watching these like, you're like, man, what is this like cut rate, like animated movie? And then like, how did Elton John turn over his whole catalog no. to the Sherlock Gnome slash Gnomeo and Juliet franchise? Mate. What is this? I've never heard Listen, of this. Listen, uh, why would I? Price of bread, the it. price of bread and price of milk matters to him right these days, apparently. Elton, are you okay? 
they just did it so yeah so him and Dua Lipa just released a track a mashup uh, which is um, a mashup of Sacrifice that that amazing song that didn't really make it all that much over here in America but um, that Cold Cold Heart Sat down by you you know that one no, mm-hmm. I haven't heard it. And it's no sacrifice. That one. Listen, no. Nick is really struggling with what the next song is I'm, that he should play uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally pull up Lady Gaga and I pull up Gorillas and I pull up Elton. Now pull up Gorillas. Put up Gorillas and that Elton John track. That, yeah, the, that's that's where this started. That's it, where this is. This is a continuation on a Damon. But also, Damon like Alban. side note, if you guys want to do some like bonus content, go listen to the Lady Gaga song. Um, you just always be shilling for Lady with, Gaga. Uh, on, the, on the Chromatica album. To be honest, I do too, since Star is Born. Oh, the, one of the best Dude, movies that so year. good. Oh. Have you listened to Chromatica? No, I haven't actually. What was the one that she released around that time? Joanne? Is it Joanne? Joanne, Joanne is also that was very a good. Rated. That was a good album. That album is underrated. Yeah, it is. That's her, like, that felt very personal. That one, yeah. that album. It was. Always prefers albums like that. She made a documentary about it, and it was very good. Is that the one that ends in the Super Bowl performance? Yes. Oh, that was great. Great documentary. I have seen that performance. That was a- <laughs> Is that where you're going with, Gabe? I just remember her jumping off the top of the... Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, ladies and gentlemen, and she just like looks like, like she's just... Encrusted yeah. in diamonds. Yeah. Just, just, like, just, just like looks like she committed suicide. this idea for a song and you say to yourself yeah I need Elton John to sing that chorus <laughs> but you know it's gonna have to be Elton and and Damon Alvin just calls him up and he's like hey dude can you come and he's like oh yeah sure absolutely yeah when you're both like just British royalty and he's he just, like he just comes into the track and just lays it down and you you casually release it this this album was the most nonchalant release I've ever seen from wow. from Alvin and from Gorillaz and from Blur. Like it, it, it was from anything he's ever touched. It literally just slipped under the radar. 
came out. I, I, I actually only discovered this from finding it at High Voltage Records. In wow! Oh wow! Just they, like flipping they through. Had, yeah, they had the vinyl there. Uh, and it's is it Song Machine Part Two? Was it Part One? Wait, what's the the, question? the album that this the is album? on? I can't even find it. I oh, had to okay. type in the actual. Oh like, right, yeah. yeah. I think it's like so. So they did sort of two concept albums, which are basically uh, songs that they didn't use for their. Um, I have a I have a feeling that I saw this interview that said that they made liter- literally like two hundred songs during that humans album. Oh, really? And oh. there was so much that didn't make it onto the album. Wow. And there's, there's actually like 10 different versions of Humans that you can buy. There's one vinyl collection that is 450 bucks that has four LPs and it has all of these extra sort of bonus songs. And this, they're just, they've got so much content right now that they're going to be able to release like more albums over the next coming years that they've already and made the songs for. they don't even have to like wow. write new music. They'll they don't have to like, write new music. I'm very song. curious how they didn't... I mean, I wonder if they planned that because having a song with Elton John and not putting it on the actual Humans album <laughs> right. is insane. But it's really cool that they're actually releasing it. Song Machines Episode 7 is this one. This is it, yeah. Goodness me. Holy You know what's crap. kind of funny that I've noticed about Elton John... Um, in more modern music, I'm not saying this as a bad thing, um, but his voice sounds like an old guy singing. Does mm-hmm. that does that make sense? Yeah, but I was gonna say I like but his voice in, it's in what, good. this it's last good, one. I like he's just like pushing, like you making can, it weird, and you can differentiate his voice yeah. from mm-hmm. like yeah, if he's featured in a song and you didn't know he was in the song, you're like. That's Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> like you you can tell from like his style that it is definitely Elton John. Yeah. But I'm just I just mean that like you can tell if you play like that song and then you compare it to Crocodile Rock. Um <laughs> like Sacrifice. A song from his his heyday God. when he was younger. Um, you can definitely tell a difference. So is the song that you released bad. with Gaga, is that an original one that they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, I'm telling you, you gotta listen to Chromatica. So he, he, yeah, he just released with that Dua Lipa. He just released a remix song of his original track, Sacrifice, and they've called it Cold Heart. And it just doesn't. It doesn't get there. Mm. Oh, really? It doesn't get there. Can Can we listen to the Lady Gaga? Song? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Love okay. to. Uh, yeah. Um, because this song has such an unexpected twist to it and i want you to hear it when we get to it i don't want to tell you what it is okay this is this is your podcast you can do whatever the heck you want <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's, it's like called um sign from above sign from above s-i-n-e and we tried to get this album on record store day but the line oh, like God. the only store in tacoma that was doing record store day deals and having the specialty records were uh, high voltage high records, voltage. like you said, that was and the only one. and the line was around the block, and we were like, we're and hungry, ar- and around the other side of the block. Yeah, so we like Tyrese and Fast and Furious. We hungry. <laughs> we hungry. <laughs> Wait, which like, Fast and Furious? We got up at like seven forty-five in the second morning. One. Second one. Second one. Too fast. So Too random. You said that. Literally, we watched Fast and the Furious yesterday. <laughs> the the latest one? No, the new, the first one. The first oh, one. Okay. I haven't seen yeah. the movies. So Ali hasn't seen them. We're, we're going through all of them. You can oh. you, you can yeah. stop after the second one. No, keep no, going. No, no. Tell no. you, you watch the latest watch, one. I'm gonna watch all no, of them. Did you watch them? 
Did <laughs> you watch the latest no, movie? No, 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 no. I don't care. No, Sam, no spoilers. No, 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 no. Oh, Because Nick, Nick, wait, Nick hasn't seen the most recent one, and I haven't seen any of them, so we're just okay. going to watch them. All right. Well, listen. They haven't gonna... seen any of the, uh, listen, they I haven't know seen what I'm most of the James into. Bond movies either. I right, listen, I want to do a, just a podcast episode after you've seen the latest one. Okay. Oh no, we can. We're oh, signing you up. Just the can, la- just the latest one. Like we will have you on for yes. Netflix and chill. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nick. For F nine. Okay. Yeah. As long as I don't have to watch it. I'll come after you've watched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh. 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 High voltage. Um. So the line was super long, and so we came like you a said. Cup. We hungry. We hungry. <laughs> so we went to um. The record store, like a block over, uh, I don't know what it's called. The hidden one Jingle around the corner. Yes, I love them. What's his name? James, I think, is in there, the owner of it. He He's fantastic. And they've got really good equipment there. For anyone listening there, go and get your yes. your record equipment from James yeah. at that shop around the corner, Off which Sixth I don't remember. Street in Tacoma. That store, that store has the sign in the window. It's like, every day is record store day. Where have you been? Really? <laughs> yeah. Have you <laughs> seen great. that? It's, it's like just guilting you. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. But I found um, Keep It Like a Secret Built to Spill there. and uh, I found the yeah. Social Distortion self-titled album. Yeah. Hey. Which my whole point of that was that was the day we went back to High Voltage and they had the Lee Perry album. And that's oh. when I got that and mm-hmm. uh, gifted it to Gabe because Thank he won the trivia you. game last episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because I won? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was sure. a surprise. <laughs> you were going to give it to Allie if she won? <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. Hey, you're not the only Lee Perry. The only reason we went into there, I mean, my reason. Well, was you for said Lee Perry. you said we hungry. Did you? Were we you, said we hungry. We, we but we wanted to go to High Voltage to get the special edition Chromatica album because mm, it was really cool, and I wanted full it. Full circle. Full circle. I wanted That's it. That's the story. And it was sold out by the time we got there. Yes, and Allie wants to play Sign from the song Sign from And it's spelled S-I-N-E? S-I-N-E. Yes. I like that. It's Musical, wink, wink, nod, nod. Elton John. Just you know, you know how you're talking about James Blake. His new music is his pinnacle. This is Lady Gaga's pinnacle. Believe it or not. Will the little monsters agree with you? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call them? Yeah. Little monsters. So we can see yeah. you're dancing right now. It's great, Ellie. Yeah. 
I just I just want to say that the twist hasn't come yet. I said there was a twist to the song, but there's more. Okay. Okay. Skrillex making no. a comeback. No. <laughs> Tell me it's got a bass line kind of warm. Oh man, that was fit so well. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hold on, though. You said Skrillex. This is not dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it was twisting to there. This is drum and bass. Mm -hmm. And when I heard this song for the first time, I was like, "Okay, this is fine." Like Elton John, like whatever. And then that happened, and I was like, "Did Lady Gaga (laughs) just throw drum and bass into her new album?" And then it became my favorite album. (laughs) So did she just mind hack me to liking this song? Um, tell me, have, has anyone seen? Um, <laughs> has anyone seen Eurovision on on Netflix? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, actually yeah. has. I, I missed it. So, I I wish I'd heard that song before I'd watched Eurovision, <laughs> because in my head, they were singing that on a volcano. <laughs> 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 Listen, with, with like well, some animal, like Viking looking, like costumes. Wait, 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 <laughs> I don't wait, know wait, if that's wait. A compliment or <laughs> yeah, a I don't know either. But hold on, <laughs> don't let that, like, don't let that be your introduction. Oh, it is your introduction. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. It's really good. <laughs> and and uh, I'm sure. Sh- I think it's I think it's kind of along the lines of what you were saying about Elton, right? Like he sounds a little bit all I can see yeah. like Will Ferrell could have mouthed that. <laughs> I can see Will Ferrell singing that song. But I love Lady Gaga and I love electronic music and that's okay. a, that's a good one twenty five beat song. I love it. It's just just listen to the rest of the album because yeah. that's not the best song on okay. it. But that's what applied to the conversation we were having. <laughs> I actually don't like that song. That I that okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that song was my least favorite when I first listened to the album, but it has grown on me. So I'm very sorry that that was the first song that you listened to <laughs> on it, but it just Listen, did you enjoy really it? Good. Did you enjoy it? I love then you that's like all you're that enjoying it. That's no. all that you no. were definitely I enjoying feel it. Like yeah. I was you the had, only one. It's and okay I if you do. Feel like an idiot. No, no. Uh, trust me. Fine. Those dance moves. Those yeah. those were meaningful dance yeah. moves. But I, I, anytime you play that album on, listen, when the Godfather grabs you <laughs> and makes you play. Listen, I don't need a Godfather to make me excited about any Lady Gaga song. <laughs> this no. is true. This is true. Sorry, I hijacked. They did to my boy. (laughs) (laughs) They butchered my boy. You come onto my podcast and you tell me that you don't like the Lady Gaga song I play for you. Nice Marlon Brando. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, anytime you'd play that song when we we would uh, 
be in a car, I'd be like, no, you can skip this one. And this I'd is- be like fist pumping, driving like, <laughs> nah, we got to listen to the drum and bass. <laughs> Which is like the last 10 seconds. We, yeah, we, we got to get to the last 10 seconds. <laughs> we can't skip it. You got to build up to it. Okay, okay. Listen, I'm sorry. You're validated. I like, no, I like that, that. Listen, that was a good Elton John segue. When, <laughs> when you said that, that like, reminded me you of uh, Eurovision, that, or is Eurovision? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Lady Gaga saying something like, this is like her most Euro like beat yeah. album, right? Because she's like, this is like, they know how to do dance music because it's like yeah. very like straightforward dance music. Yeah. And I do love, I have some guilty pleasures with like, Euro and like Russian, like <laughs> you don't dance have to be guilty about it. They're not guilty. They're not guilty. <laughs> so you've just said that now. When you go and watch Eurovision, <laughs> this you saying that makes it so much better. In fact, I want you to watch it tonight, mate. Yes. Okay. You really like need it. to. I that movie is like, Russian. Like, yeah. Russian. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like a ton about like. Euro rave culture, but like just like something about the music is just like yeah, Euro, that's good. It is good. Well, you're white, Allison. Oh, uh, no, it's it, it, it's it's a it's it's, it's a vibe. It really is. And I, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of music you're into. If you are if 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 you're in a bar and you're in a, in a club and and you're white, this is going. You're you're into it. You're into it. You're at a festival and you're at an EDM festival or something like that. And and this is going off. Oh, it's that it's that one twenty five. It's like some weird little biohack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Listen, I don't care if I look like an idiot and I'm the only one dancing on this podcast. No, that's I'm in it. That's celebrating. I'm cheering. I'm. You're here for it. (laughs) Listen, Godfather. Nick doesn't understand my culture. (laughs) (laughs) Proud boys. (laughs) I'm being suppressed. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, would you like to close us out with a song? Well, in the spirit of what we've talked about and some of the segues that we've had, um, not Euro trash, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. But I think a nice sort of uh, goodbye would probably be um, James Blake, I'll Come Too. Oh, yes. Oh, this one. We mentioned him. Is and so we Actually, is it too late to change? No. Nope. I, I think I want to go a little bit earlier. Let's let's do Limit to Your Love. Because that too was... Late. That so, was your introduction to James Blake. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And yes. is Limit to Your Love a cover? No, 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 it's one of his... So it Feist did a cover to... Yeah, Feist definitely did okay. a cover of it. Oh, I thought he did a cover to Feist. Interesting. Feist. Feist, hit us up. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a limit to your love. Okay, are you familiar? Guys, there's a limit to how long the podcast can go on. <laughs> okay, at some point, it's got to end. And this ending is coming. We'll be the only four that listen to the whole, <laughs> the whole thing just to laugh at ourselves again. That's that's how most episodes are. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. This is just for us. <laughs> listen, if any of you out there are stuck on dubstep and you want to branch out, this is your song. Who are you talking to right now? No one. Just, talking to no one. <laughs> just myself. No, t- okay. she's she's uh, she's a time traveler. She's talking to 
2011 i saw james blake live and he has a looper right and he's recording his microphone as he sings and then he loops it the first line that he sings i think for well home scream is looped so he would he sang his song but the audience recognized the song so they were like Woo! and the woo made it into the microphone and it was looping along with the verse <laughs> And at first, I found it very annoying. I was like, oh, I don't want to hear us wooing, you know, for this for this song as it's looping throughout the whole thing. But it added, like, a, a very personal touch to the actual song. Oh, wow, that is cool. And I'll never forget that. Thank you, James Blake. I think another cool thing that I remember from seeing him live is that the... Sorry, this is just such a good song. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. You are right. This is a cover. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. That is very surprising to me. Um, it was surprising to me too because I was like, "This is such a good song." I didn't understand how it went. I remember from seeing him live that the the bass was so like. Oh yeah. So. I don't know heavy. how to describe it. It's so heavy. You felt it in your heart. You could feel it yeah. inside your body, but you also like couldn't hear anything that was going on around you. Yeah, that was the best Which is really nice. For the listeners, Allison was hissing and raising her fist up in the air. There's a limit to your love Like a waterfall in slow like a waterfall in snow Like a map with no Like a map with no There's a limit to your love There's a limit to your love Your love, your love You guys are going to have to do a podcast now of covers that are better than the originals. Oh, that's a good one. Interesting. Because okay. he, 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 James Blake actually has a couple of them now. Like oh. that, that Godspeed that he did, a Frank Ocean cover. Oh. Oh. Okay. I don't think I've heard that. <sighs> Dang it. Sam? Sorry, dude. <laughs> Next podcast. Oh, hey, that's the other album that I have. 
Uh, I didn't know. Oh, he has an album called Covers. So is that Ooh. is that? So he did that. He did that throughout COVID, right? He live streamed doing covers uh, on Instagram, and then he went and recorded them. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. I have to. I mean, it's more than what I did during COVID. This this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me onto yeah, this podcast. Of course, thanks great. for coming. I've got so much listening that I'm super excited to do <laughs> yeah, after this. Yeah, me too. Like, like great I'm suggestions. Super pumped. I need to get back into James Blake. I need to discover Massive Attack and mm-hmm. trip hop. Apparently, Portishead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Portishead. Portishead for definitely. I'm gonna listen a to Chromatica again. <laughs> <laughs> that Blur album. That literally that song. Good. There's certain stuff like, how did I make it to age 36? And I haven't heard this before. <laughs> so I will I will give you one other song of his. No, you don't have to play it now. But uh, the following album from 13 was an album called Think Tank. Mm-hmm. The most eclectic sort of production from Blur on record. And there's a song on there called Battery in Your Leg that is just overwhelmingly <laughs> emotional. And it's it's oh in the God. same sort of epic vein as as tender, but tender, tender at least you can sing mm-hmm. like with a crowd and with a group. And if just one person can play it on guitar, you can get the whole people singing it. Oof. Now I just want to go to England, and <laughs> do that. Well, uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam's dad, for introducing him to a great song. Thank you for introducing us to Godfather. Yeah. Because that that's great. one of my favorite drinks <laughs> now. Parts one, two, and three. Yeah. Can't wait to listen to this later and be reminded of everything that I said that was stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. That's, that's part of it. This is great. Oh, part of the whole yeah. process. Trust me. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll do it again soon. Yeah.